Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. My name is Stevie, and this podcast is dedicated to showing you the ambitious, intelligent, current or aspiring online business owner or course creator, how to build a business that prioritizes time, freedom, happiness, and deep impact over relentless scale at any cost. If you aspire to a business that allows you to impact people at scale whilst working five-hour days with a lean remote team and high profit margins... This podcast is dedicated to showing you how. Hello, hello, and a huge welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking about how to diagnose the health of your expert business. So how do you know if it's tracking along, if the vital signs are actually indicating that you're getting healthier and healthier, or if you're starting to wilt and die? (laughs) Sorry to be so negative, but I want to tell you a little bit of a story before we get into today's podcast episode, because I think it will help you to understand the importance of what we're talking about today, which is uh, numbers and key performance indicators, which probably sounds so boring, But the result of them, the outcome of them is operational elegance, which is having a streamlined business where you have complete clarity on your numbers and you're empowered to know what is going right and wrong in your business and you know how to solve it. And gosh, that is a beautiful thing. But you can't have that unless you understand what I'm about to talk about today is uh, and you have a way of applying it into your business. Now, What I'm talking about today is a continuation of last week's podcast episode where I went through the three C's of a business that gives you operational elegance. So please do make sure that you go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already, because it will give you additional context here. 
Uh, and it's part of Operational Elegance Month <laughs> because I am hosting a class where I'm actually showing you the back end of our business and how we have installed this concept of operational elegance over time to really systemize, streamline, and incorporate uh, processes into our business that has given us and me a lot of freedom, frankly. So a little bit of a story. I don't know if you've noticed, but I am a type A personality and I always have been. And so when I was at school, I was deciding what I wanted to do with my life and I thought, I'm going to be a doctor. And so the reason for that was that I thought that it would be an intellectual challenge. And I love an intellectual challenge. Now, the one thing that I didn't really bank on was that there would be a lot of blood. There would be a lot of probably things that don't really gel with me as a person. And so I went along to work experience. I had a situation where I was at the main medical hall up in Brisbane. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, uh, but I was shadowing some uh, student doctors and we were doing some pretty uh, grisly work, shall I say, and it turned me off wanting to be a doctor forever. But I tell that story because when you are in business, one of the big things that you need to do with your business is you need to put on your doctor's hat and you need to examine the vital signs of your business. So even though I decided doctorhood was not for me, I decided to be a lawyer instead and spent about 10 years doing that, as you guys would know, before going into marketing. Those skills around uh, needing to be able to diagnose the vital signs uh, that a doctor would be doing each and every single day is something that I do in my business each and every single day. So what am I talking about? I am talking about key performance indicators. So these are the vital signs that will help you to health check and diagnose whether your expert business is thriving, whether it's getting healthier, whether it's moving you towards your end game, or whether it's starting to wilt or whether it's starting to go backwards so that you can catch those things before they become life-threatening. And so what I want to gift you today is 17 key key performance indicators that I want you to consider tracking in your business across three key areas of your business. The CEO or top level metrics that you, uh, as the CEO that your business needs you to be, should have visibility of. The marketing metrics that will help you to know whether you have the marketing and leads that are ultimately going to affect your revenue and your bottom line. And also the delivery and the fulfillment metrics. So are you doing a great job of delivering whatever it is that you are selling? So the importance of having KPIs inside of your business is that it gives you control over your business. You're empowered to know what is going wrong if something is going wrong and exactly how to fix it rather than saying, why am I not getting revenue or why are things not consistent or why are things going downhill? You know, you'll actually kind of have that clarity. And I think that is such a, an empowering thing ultimately. Uh, or if things are working, you'll know that you need to be able to, or you know what to do more of essentially. And so that is the power of having a way of tracking key performance indicators to health check 
on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, whether you are heading in the right direction or whether you are not. And if you're not, that's totally okay. And you can start to course correct. So who knew that math and numbers could be so fun and freeing, right? (laughs) So how do I actually recommend that you implement this inside of your business? We go through this inside of the operational elegance class, but to give you a little bit of an overview, I recommend that you have a scorecard. So a scorecard is a way that you can track all of the key metrics in your business. And ideally you have that set up in a traffic light system where you have goals for each each of these uh, key KPIs and you track against your goals. Am I hitting it? Am I close to it? Or am I way off the mark? If you are hitting it, it is green. If you are close to it, it is orange. And if you are way off the mark, it is uh, showing up in red. Now, if you get a, a scorecard every single week that has red plastered all over it, you know that the vital signs of your business are flashing red. You need to make some big changes. You need to change your strategy. Things need to change. If you can see that there's just a few little red points, then you know what to work on next. I love this report in my business. Now, as you start to move along in your business as well, I did mention this in last week's podcast episode, you can also start to assign responsibility for those KPIs to other people. So for example, you might have a marketing person come into your business and rather than saying, okay, well, your job is to schedule Instagram posts and to edit the podcast, really there admin tasks, if you have a marketing person come in, they should be responsible for the marketing KPIs and be reporting that back to you. And then very objectively, you can see whether uh, if you have agreed on those KPIs together, that person is doing a good job or a a job that needs to be improved on by how those metrics are tracking. So it's really, really powerful. It's powerful because you can health check the vital signs of your business. It's powerful if you bring team into your business because it's not this subjective, am I doing a good job? Does this person, you know, uh, deserve to stay inside of the business? It's actually very objective. Are you hitting the numbers? What is the outcome that you were hired for? And if not, how does the strategy need to change so that you can hit those numbers? So let's go through the three Uh, different areas that you want to be tracking metrics in and some of the key metrics that you want to be tracking for clarity plus what to do with those metrics. So first and foremost is CEO and top level metrics. CEO metrics give you a clear picture of the overall health of your business. So this is how much money are you making? How much money are you keeping? How much are you working? And this is really important for a lifestyle business, right? Because we want to make revenue and we want to make money, but because we're not a scale business where we're ultimately angling for evaluation, we also want to start to inject that lifestyle element. So you want to be clear on how much you're working for the revenue that you're actually making and how much of that work is actually needle moving genius zone work. So what are the metrics to track or the KPIs that you want to be tracking in this bucket? Number one, like I said, is revenue. If you are not making revenue in your business, you ultimately have a hobby and we want to work on that. Okay. So revenue is very important. People say, oh, revenue is not everything, right? And that is true because ultimately you do want to be tracking your profit as well. But revenue is the money coming in. It is a very powerful indicator of the health of the business. 
So then we want to be tracking profit. And I like this concept of personal profit. I'm not going to go into too much detail around that, but basically as a lifestyle business owner, you are optimizing for cash flow. So personal profit is a way of tracking uh, your salary or your distributions, basically how much money you get to keep. All right. So what is your personal profit each and every month? And then what are you doing with that as well? I actually think is another important metric to track, uh, which I won't touch on because it is almost the subject of another podcast episode. But as a lifestyle business, you want to make sure that you are taking money out of the business and investing in assets that will ultimately make optional uh, work optional for you in the future. And so you want to be tracking, am I actually doing that? And how is that kind of tracking along as well? You want to be tracking your profit margin. So what is the percentage of profit that you get to keep? Okay. So that percentage is, uh, you'll have a goal around kind of what that percentage is going to be for you. And you want to see on a monthly basis, am I within that range? Then you want to, like I said, track the hours worked side of things. So how many hours am I working on a weekly basis? Now I use ClickUp as my project management system. I'm definitely giving you a big sneak peek into the back end of our ClickUp project management system in the operational elegance class. So definitely register for that. The link is in the show notes. Uh, But one of the things that you can do inside of ClickUp is track your time. So I just toggle on and toggle off so that I know when I'm working and what I'm working on. And what that allows me to do is then to divide my profit by my hours worked to get my hourly rate. So we didn't get into business to end up working minimum wage, right? But a lot of us end up doing that. We end up working 60 hours and then we divide it by the profit that we're actually getting and we're making less than we did in our corporate job. So as a lifestyle business owner, one thing that you want to really have your finger on the pulse of is how much profit am I making? And then how many hours am I working? And then what is my hourly rate? Because you want to see that starting to increase over time so that you know that what you're working on is actually the most effective needle moving work and you're optimizing your time as well. Now, another metric that I like to track when it comes to those CEO metrics is the amount of hours that I spend inside of my genius zone. So this is working on the tasks that energetically light me up, that are the most valuable to the business, and that really I can't give to someone else. So for example, website updates, right? So if I'm tinkering in the back end of my show it fixing up a font, then that's not working inside of my genius zone. It is going to extend my work hours. It is not going to help me to make more profit. And therefore it is going to make my hourly rate fall through the floor. And so I actually want to keep an eye on, am I working on the most important needle moving tasks inside of my business and the ones that energetically light me up and that fulfill me? Now, of course, this isn't possible When you're first starting out, you'll be doing all of the things, you'll be the chief everything officer, and that is okay, but you want to start to have a cadence. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, you would know what I mean, inside of your business where you're tracking your time every six weeks and you're just starting to get that compound effect of looking at everything you're doing and then maybe moving one thing off your plate every six weeks so that that starts to compound over time. And you'll look back in a year and you'll be like, oh my gosh. 
So the other thing that you want to track, and this is not something that, you know, most of the business people out there will tell you, but I feel really passionately about it, is your fulfillment. So rating of one to 10 every single week, how fulfilled do you feel by the work that you are doing and by that work and life balance? If that is flashing in red for weeks and weeks at a time, it is no surprise that you are burnt out or that you are heading for burnout. There is only so long that we can sustain an unfulfilling business and a business that doesn't give us more of what we want. And so that is a really important metric to track, even more so or particularly so in a lifestyle business. So they are the CEO and top level metrics that I want you to think about looking at. Uh, when it comes to your scoreboard or your scorecard that you're tracking. So now let's move into marketing metrics. So marketing metrics measure the health of your marketing and sales initiatives. So if they are unhealthy, if those vital signs are starting to flash in red, it will show up in your CEO metrics generally a month or two later, right? So your revenue will start to be affected or your profit. So these are uh, metrics that are what are called lead metrics. They will ultimately influence the top line metrics. And so you want to make sure that you are keeping them well, because if you start to uh, have those go down, like it's kind of like, you know, uh, if your diet starts to go down, you start eating McDonald's all the time and you stop exercising and that is ultimately going to be measured uh, or affecting your vitality and maybe your weight and your energy a month or two down the track. So you want to make sure that you are across the marketing side of things. The one thing that I see a lot with business owners is that they let these marketing metrics fall through the cracks and then they get to like a launch of like an online course or a program or, you know, they're wondering why sales have gone down and you can actually usually attribute it back to have I been uh, implementing the 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 rhythms, the marketing rhythms, essentially, that you need to be doing like each and every month. Because if you don't, it's actually going to show up a month or two months down the track or when you're doing a launch or something along those lines. And so like, for example, you know, somebody might have a launch and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get the revenue result that I wanted. And the first question I always ask is, have you been consistent with your core content for the last six months? Have you actually been growing your email list? And a lot of the time it's easy for those things to fall off the radar. And then we, you know, try and have these like quick fix responses to it. What do I need to do? How do I get all of these leads in? And it doesn't work like that. You've actually just got to implement actions and it doesn't have to be heavy this is the big thing. Like it can just be, okay, well, I need to, regardless of what happens in my business, post on Instagram three times a week, get one podcast episode out every single week, take one action to get a podcast guest interview every single week. Whatever your strategy is, you need to make sure that you have actions set up in your business that are going to affect your marketing KPIs in a positive way. Because if you don't, it's ultimately going to affect your revenue and your top line CEO metrics a month or two months or three months down the track. So what are the marketing KPIs that you want to track? Number one, you want to track 
traffic. So how many eyeballs do you have to whatever the invitation page of your funnel is? So for example, uh, you know, for us with Lifestyle Business School, we are literally just tracking clicks over to that sales page. And we know how many clicks we need to get onto that sales page in order to reach our sales goals for the month. So you can bet your bottom dollar that we have a scorecard that is tracking that. And if we're not getting that number of eyeballs, then we know that there is something wrong with the vital signs of our marketing metrics. We're not getting the clicks over, which means that we're not going to get more people that are actually purchasing. And that is going to affect our revenue a month or two months or three months down the track. So the next thing is leads. So of the people that click over, how many people are actually opting in? So let's say that you have a lead magnet and that is the kind of like front end of your sales system. How many people are opting in? And is that a healthy number or is it an unhealthy number? Then you want to be looking at, okay, so what is my core social channel and what is my core content channel? If you are an expert business, you need to be building authority. Building authority comes from authoring content and leading the thought, aka thought leadership. So having a unique perspective, not just regurgitating the same how-to content that everyone else has. This is ultimately going to be reflected in your organic reach on whatever your chosen core social channel is and the downloads or the views of whatever your core content channel is. So for me, it's Instagram and the podcast. So one really easy metric to see whether I am posting enough and whether that content is actually hitting on Instagram is just to look at the organic reach for the month. And then with my podcast, just looking at the number of downloads, that will tell me very, very quickly, number one, whether I have been consistent and podcasting each and every week. And number two, whether the quality of that content is actually hitting. And if it's not, that's great to know so that you can change the strategy. Knowledge is power. Just because something is showing up in red isn't a bad thing, but it is the ultimate reminder for you to work on that so that it's not like, you know, you're having a big cry when your revenue is going down and actually you can always pinpoint it back to one of these scorecard metrics. So that is marketing. Let's go into delivery metrics. So delivery and fulfillment is how you are delivering and fulfilling whatever the offer or offers you have in your business uh, and how well you're doing it. So if you're not delivering exceptionally well, your marketing won't work long-term. People talk, unhappy people leave, right? And uh, they won't refer you on. And so you need to keep a pulse on happiness and outcomes always. So some metrics to track, retention. Now, this is going to be different for different types of offers, of course, but, you know, retention, how long are people staying for? Renewals, are people actually wanting to continue working with you for a longer period of time or are they ascending into other offers? Testimonials. So tracking how many testimonials are you actually getting? And if you're not getting enough of them, can you proactively look for them? Uh, Or if there's a reason that people aren't leaving them, then why? What is that? What is your anonymous feedback rating? So this is a process that we're going to be putting into Lifestyle Business School. I'm just going to give you our system for this. We're going to be adding a heap of systems into Lifestyle Business School. They're just templates that you can swipe. Uh, But we have a system in our business where we, every three months, set up an anonymous feedback rating request. And so we look at what's coming through there and it's like, okay, great. The tens are amazing, but if we're getting the odd six or five, what is that? And what can we change for next time? 
Nobody's offers are perfect, especially right out the gate, but especially when you have an offer that you are committed to and you're refining over time, having this sort of intel allows you to improve. And that is actually a beautiful thing. And then results. So if your offers have a promised transformation, who is achieving that? And if people aren't achieving that, what can you do to try and get them closer to that? Now, of course, these are just example metrics and the actual metrics that you're going to track will depend on you. It will depend on your business. But that is some examples of the types of things that you would have on your scorecard. Now, like I said, the best way to track and measure these is to implement a scorecard and to track them all, color them green if you're hitting your goals, orange if you're off track and red if you're bombing. Later on, once you kind of, you know, start to get consistent income in your business and, you know, your metrics are tracking in the right direction, you can actually be assigning those metrics to other people and they are reporting back to you. So rather than feeling like you're wearing all of the hats, they're actually responsible for the outcomes and then measure it and improve, track, optimize, improve, repeat. This is the clarity that can be gained from data. And then you can implement cadences into your business around when are you tracking this? What strategy updates are you making each month based on those things? And then how can you improve? We're all in this continual state of improvement and having KPIs that help you to measure the vital signs, having that traffic light system so that you can see at a glance, you know, uh, I just have a weekly report sent through to my inbox and it has like, here are the metrics, here is the red, orange and green. And then you can make CEO decisions on what needs to change rather than looking at your bank account and saying, why is my revenue down? What am I going to do about it? It gives you a lot of control. It's really empowering and it's actually quite freeing to know that ultimately you can pull the levers and make the changes that you need to, to go to where it is that you ultimately want to go. So like I said, these are the conversations that we're having inside of the operational elegance class that uh, we're running it live. So Uh, It is this week, if you're listening to the podcast in real time, uh, the link to the Operational Elegance class is in the show notes, so definitely register for that. I'm going to give you a really revealing sneak peek into the back end of our business. I'm going to show you what our scorecards look like. I'm going to show you what our systems look like. I'm going to show you what uh, our processes look like. And if you want to see what a beautifully streamlined business back end is and what it can do for your business as well, you are absolutely going to want to be there. So definitely uh, go to the link in the show notes, register for that class. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, make sure you hit follow or subscribe uh, so that you get future podcast episodes actually sent to your device rather than having to search for the podcast. And if you already listen to the podcast and you are a regular listener, thank you. I appreciate you. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so that you get new episodes to your device every single week. And if you're a current or aspiring course creator ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot, head to www.thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you the complete roadmap. It will all be laid out for you.